You able to hear me there okay? Hear you perfectly. Outstanding. All right, so Clark, um, I think most folks know, but if they don't, uh, you, you reside in Florida. You have, what, Jacksonville? Jacksonville Beach. Jacksonville Beach, to be specific. Okay. So we are we are directly oceanfront, and we're right on the edge of becoming a houseboat instead of a house. Yeah, I guess you talk to your neighbor. What what are they telling? What's the update? The water is right now about 15 feet from entering our house, and we're not at the worst of it yet. The hope is that high tide is about right now, and as the storm intensifies, Hopefully, the one thing that could save us is if the tide is moving out, that will counteract the intensity of the storm. But we'll just have to wait and see. We have flood insurance. We have hurricane insurance. So things can be replaced. People can't. And you anticipated my question because, and and this is something that we deal with a lot, obviously, in Oklahoma, storms and storm damage and flooding. And a lot of people don't realize that if you don't know whether you have flood insurance, you don't. You don't, because flood insurance is specifically, or flood coverage, I should say, is specifically excluded from homeowner's insurance. Right. You have to buy it separately. It's a federally subsidized program for federal flood insurance. And because your fellow taxpayers subsidize it, the premiums are extremely affordable for the coverage you get. And highly recommended to get that coverage. If you are in an area that's low-lying, not even necessarily a federally designated floodplain, but it is a low-lying area that could flood, having flood insurance gets even cheaper, and it's a great thing to have. One of the staffers did not have flood insurance and was in in an area that was low-lying but not designated as a flood area and her home was destroyed at great cost to her and her husband. And it would have been a simple thing if they'd had flood insurance. That's too bad. Was this something that happened recently? No, uh, we had a thousand-year flood in 2009 in Atlanta. And my executive producer's home was, uh, was totally, I mean, it basically had to be torn down and started over. My goodness, that's terrible. Well, so storms, you know, the thing about any kind of storm is that we know they happen in Oklahoma. There's such a ever-present threat that we're so aware of with tornadoes. And you know the destruction of them. The question is, for any kind of disaster, how well prepared are you? And do you have the coverage you need? And have you done other very basic things? One thing that you should do if you haven't is every birthday, walk around with your smartphone and videotape your home, your possessions, the improvements you've done, everything about it. And you walk and talk as you film your home so that if you ever did have any form of disaster, could even be a house fire, that you have the documentation to have proper reimbursement for whatever has occurred that's that's a great point now the other side of hurricanes obviously besides the water is the wind and are you concerned about roof damage uh you know are you just flat losing the roof it's very common with the high winds that we're experiencing that we'll have roof 
damaged or have to completely replace our roof. And the big problem with that is when it's a water event at the same time, you end up with serious water damage in your home. And that happened to us in 2004. So we've already experienced that one. And it just seems that I'm a glutton for punishment, that I love the ocean so much that I'm willing to take the hazards it throws at us. Well, you're not alone in that boat, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, what is it they say? Ninety more than ninety percent of the human population lives within like ten miles of a major waterway. So, which shows that we all really, really love the beauty and the tranquility that comes with being by water. Precisely. But today is not a day of tranquility or beauty. No, it, it definitely is not. So. Oh, one other point yeah, go I ahead. wanted to make is that regardless of the problems that come up, you've got to be prepared. And one thing that we have is we have an evacuation plan and we have a stay-in-place plan in our family. And our stay-in-place, or is often called shelter-in-place, is we have a two-week supply of both food and water. We have non-perishable food that does not have to be cooked, and we have a good supply of water. And that way, in the event that there is no power and there is no way to leave, you are not going to be going hungry or thirsty. Uh, good plan. And and where, where do you store it? I mean, do you have extra storage space somewhere for that? Or Yeah, we have we have a room that we store the two weeks of food and water. And I know some people think that's just such a waste or over planning, but I am a planner. You know, I, I think in terms of what could happen. And so we're prepared for it whatever comes along. My son's a Boy Scout, and everything that he's taught is about being prepared. Be prepared. That is the right. motto. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Exactly. And uh, you're, you're always going to be okay. So after the storm, and, and the storm will move out, and then the vultures will move in. And right. we need to we need to talk a little bit about, you know, if and I hope you don't get damaged, Clark. Obviously, we which by the, by the way, I, I just got to tell you, well, you know, when we when I talk to listeners here in Tulsa, you are you're one of their favorite folks. Oh, well, you're kind. because you well because you're working for them. It's not about politics. It's about you know helping people save money and be smart. And I, I just think I think that's a great service, and I think people appreciate it. So I just I just wanted to throw that bug in your ear. But thank you. After the storm is is when, like I said, that's that's when the the, the scams happen. Uh, a lot more damage sometimes gets done by humans than gets done by Mother Nature. How, right. What's your top advice on on how to prevent becoming a victim a second time? People want their lives back like they were as quickly as possible, and that speed thing is what gets people in so much trouble. When you react so emotionally following a disaster, trying to put your life back together, that's when you become susceptible to the con artist. And so there will be fly-by-nights that flood into Florida, bad pun there, that will come in wanting to get you to sign a contract, trying to beat your insurance adjuster to your home 
and get you to sign up for, let's say it's uh, mold relief or uh, helping to tear down your sheetrock or quick repairs to your roof, supposedly. And these traveling con artists follow the news, follow the storms, and steal your wallet. So even if it means taking more time and being more deliberate, you need to take that time to make sure that you're doing things right and that you're not letting somebody compound the suffering in the aftermath of the storm. Because the first storm, we know what that is. The second storm is the con artist who steals your wallet. And it never fails. You know, every time we have 100%. a tornado outbreak and yeah. and or you know we've seen it with after earthquake, it never fails. They always come swooping in. And I, I know we have uh, Oklahoma Insurance Department here. We have a uh, insurance commissioner John Doak who sends teams to the areas affected who who will fan out and talk to people and help impart some of this information. I presume they do something similar in Florida. Well, Florida, you know, is so diverse, and you have people from everywhere. And it's a lot more populous. It doesn't get disseminated as well there as it does in other places. And the, the travelers will be on the ground. They call them the travelers, the people who come in and rip you off. Yes. Not travelers insurance, the the travelers, the <laughs> good, artists. good. Yeah, I'm glad you yeah. made that clarification. Yeah. The travelers will be on the road tomorrow, and as areas of Florida start the initial phase of recovery, the con artists are there immediately, and you know they are a friendly face. They're offering to help, and all they are doing is helping themselves to your wallet. Some of the keys. How many times can I say help? Right. The wallet. Right. Well, that's point. okay. But that's your. But that's yeah. your theme. I mean, that's yeah. that's your um, wheelhouse. So, one of the points that that uh, Commissioner Joe, John Doak is his name. He actually lives here in Tulsa. Is our insurance commissioner here? And one of the points he makes is, don't hand anybody any money. Don't pay in advance for anything. Don't let. Make sure you, like you said, wait. Let your right. insurance adjuster get involved. Let them deal with you know the actual exchange of funds, handing anybody cash or writing anybody check, especially if you don't know exactly who they are, whether they're licensed, bonded, etc., is not a good plan. A hundred percent correct. And you know the the enemy is your emotion, and the friend in the aftermath of a storm is being reasoned. And being methodical. I know estimates are hard to get following a big storm. But if you just take your time and make sure that you're hiring the right people and you're doing the proper reference checks, you're going to avoid a huge amount of the heartache that follows the difficulties of just the storm itself. And, and you're right. It's all about patience. And, and, and most insurance policies, at least the ones that I've read, will cover, you know, your shelter. They'll cover a hotel room or something like that while repairs are being made and while this process goes on. So it's not all going to come out of your pocket. And whatever. Well, the- you really, I should say, after a storm or natural disaster of any kind, that's when you really find out 
what kind of homeowner's insurer you have. Right. Because the best of them are really with you. A friend of mine was in a condominium that had a fire that was so severe, the whole building that she lived in had to be torn down. And her insurance covered two years of renting an apartment while the condominium was able to rebuild. Nice. And that is, that's where you actually should be reading that insurance policy before you sign it and and start sending your premiums in. That is great advice. All right, sir. Well, um, that probably gives me plenty, but I'm sure there's some kind of question that I should have asked and stupidly didn't. That's okay. I mean, you got enough stuff. Are you sending this on News Boss for EBO and Yeah, I believe they're wanting to to, uh, hear some of this, yes. So I was told to uh, record it and then uh, pass it along. I'm not sure what the mechanism is, but News Boss seems like an easy way to do it. I think that's how they're used to picking stuff up. Okay, very good. Well, I will definitely leave it for them. So any any last thoughts or last words of advice before we let you get back to, you know? Me- well, the good news is because of the saturation media coverage, very few people are going to die. And that's the great thing. Even though your neighbor decided to write it out, which is a little crazy. Yeah, she's Scottish and she's stopping. <laughs> I always think of that guy. Do you remember Mount St. Helens? Yeah. And there was a guy who lived on the side of the volcano, like like on the side of the mountain. His name was uh, Harry Truman, who refused to leave. They never did find Harry. And whenever I hear those stories, I always think of old, old Harry and how, you know, <laughs> dude, you know, just get a hotel room for a week. It's cool. Right. That was, uh, I mean, I, I grew up in Montana. You probably remember that. And I, Bozeman, Montana, we we woke up to a layer of ash on the world that day. It was one of the most bizarre days of my life. We're like, what the wow. heck? That's what yeah. it was. It was uh, it was Mount St. Helens, which was a good 600 miles, well, probably more like eight or 900 miles away from where we were. So, All right, well, sir. Well, always a good to talk to you. When are you coming to Tulsa again? What's that? When are you coming to Tulsa again? You're you're here for uh, Habitat of Humanity stuff and yeah, seminars. I don't know. And... You know, I don't know if we're building Habitat there next year. Really? Yeah, I don't know if the family that that's always done it with me is going to do it again. I've not heard a word. Well, I'll trip Levi's trigger. We'll see if we can figure out what the heck's going on with that. Because you need you got to come visit us at least once a year, Clark. Come on. I agree. <laughs> I got to come to Whataburger. That's right. I knew you were going to get that Whataburger reference in. Those yeah. people probably love you. You should be doing ads for them. They would like that. <laughs> I don't do ads. That's oh, okay. See, there you go. All right. Well, listen. As always, thank you. And the sure. next time you're in town, and I'll, you know, we'll say I'll I'll come by and say howdy. Perfect. Have a great weekend. All right, my friend. Stay safe. Okay.